Hello and welcome to GX, uh, the video series and the podcast. We're here at the World Garment Summit 2023. And I have with me, with me Abdullah Abu Sheikh, who is the CEO of AstraTech. Abdullah, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. So we're at the world's largest congregation of government leaders, thinkers, doers, uh, uh, and people who are going to create the future of, of the world, right? Yeah. How do you feel about this conference so far? So I think uh, over the past few years, the World Government Summit has proved itself as a melting pot of all the capabilities and uh, uh, the bridging uh, conference between government officials that are looking to advance their government systems and creators and creatives that are trying to disrupt. So it has been performing excellently well over the past few years and it continues to prove itself as a very important uh, event on the world's map. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much going on. It's hard to be in two places at the same time. Uh, tell us about your work at, uh, at AstraTech. What have you guys been innovating? So with Astra, Astra comes as a, you know, as a result of many years of building technology. So as of the past few years, a lot of people have been witness to uh, uh, what we call a tech meltdown, which is very similar to what we've seen in the 2000s with the tech bubble and with the dot-com uh, crash. Um, Astra, like I said, was born out of the experience of a lot of people, uh, including myself, who have been very privy to the details of how technology is built and how it's evolving. And what we're trying to do right now is put together the region's first ultra platform uh, that is meant to uh, sit beyond uh, what super platforms have been able to achieve as mm -hmm. of to date. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like in terms of implementation for governments? How can potentially governments leverage it? So uh, there has always been a big gap and a big divide between what citizens or uh, redeemers of government services have been had, have had access to and what governments have been able to provide. Mm. And this is just due to a lag between government advancement and government techni technology adoption and between the speed at which technology has been, has been innovated. Right. Uh, so an ultra platform has government at the very center of it in terms of giving citizens and everyday users full access to governmental services mm -hmm. uh, through one window. Okay, do you see, uh, how, how do you see, or how severe of a problem do you think is uh, kind of the, 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 the non-uniform way of delivering services or the distributed nature of, you know, the scattered nature of government services today, right? Yeah. How, how, how severe do you see that worldwide or uh, in the region? Okay, so uh, it's, it's, it's twofold, right? Worldwide is very different to what we see in places like the UAE or Singapore or Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Those are very outlier kind of mm -hmm. uh, locations, but... Uh, to touch on the impact of uh, be having dispersed government services or slow government services, we can only move as fast as government services can move. Mm -hmm. So government services are sort of the door holders for any financial or commercial transaction to take place. Yeah. So if it takes you six months to buy a piece of land, it will take you six years to build it and so on and so forth. It will delay job creation, it will delay economic growth, it will delay GDP growth, and it will delay uh, job opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. When you get to a place where government services can happen faster, those places develop much faster. And case in point, you can look at what Dubai achieved in 20 years, a lot of other countries around the world couldn't achieve in 100 years. Mm -hmm. And this is due to the fact that we've been adopting a very nimble and agile way of delivering government services to consumers. Right, right. Um, let's talk 
an average resident or a citizen of a country. Let's talk about Dubai right now. Dubai has many, uh, or the UAE in general, uh, I don't want to talk only about Dubai, the UAE in general uh, has many services that are online. Majority of government services are accessible online and you can, you know, from your marriage license to your passport to uh, your baby's new baby registration, do all of those things. And the approach has been the life cycle approach that, you know, at every point, major point in your life, we will make sure that you get services and you, they are available. Um, how do you see the trend in the region? Is there that approach in the region as well? So Dubai is, is, is obviously ahead, is obviously very advanced in terms of government digitization, but it is still not, I can say Dubai has achieved 10% government digitization. It's not factual that all government services are available online. If you are doing any of the high friction government services, say, any transactional yeah. service, doing your visa, doing your whatever, you still have to go stand in line and you still have to fill in paperwork and you still have to do a lot. So there is a lot of work to be done, but that's still, the UAE is way ahead yeah. of a lot of other countries where it's completely brick and mortar right. when you look regionally. And especially when you start looking at other countries in the Middle East or North Africa, you start seeing that uh, those services at a base level are still, you still can't pay your bills online. You mm -hmm. still have to go stand in line to pay your bill. Of course. Uh, so, uh, obviously, Dubai is ahead. The region has to take, you know, uh, uh, notice and has to start adopting yeah. the same. Otherwise, the gap is going to keep growing bigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you about user experience, right? How important is user experience when delivering government services uh, online or digitally? So uh, I think this is, you know, core to uh, adoption, yeah. right? You can build as many government services as you want online and you can push them through however many platforms you want. At the end of the day, if uh, somebody who's 70 years old can't pay their bill, they can't pay their bill. They're not going to adopt the technological advancement. And this is where a lot of gap happens, where a lot of wannabe government service providers or wannabe government platforms fail and do not get any adoption, mm. uh, mainly because, as you said, the, the, the user experience is completely neglected. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I ask this is because I see it. I see uh, many different government apps and websites and portals, but the user experience has needs a severe improvement. And I just want to highlight this, that since we are under kind of the umbrella of government experience and GX, the talks, the forum, the platform, it's really important that the government is never seen in the transaction, right? Yeah. You don't need to appear and make it apparent that, hey, I'm here to, to serve you. And that making, making government invisible and frictionless is the magic that I think should, the government should chase. Right? Definitely. Um, Definitely. We saw in the post-pandemic world, uh, you know, many governments bank on the work they did during the pandemic for digitization, they created apps and different systems, and they have taken that journey now. They're accelerating on that and they're building, uh, building on that. Uh, wh what do you think? What do you think some of the challenges are for governments in the next five years or ten years to to go through this journey? So, so I I think the pandemic really blurred the lines between what is the role of government and what is not the role of government. Uh, but, you know, I always relate to the saying, the business of government is to get out of business. Uh, they, the government should not be a service facilitator. The government, like you said, should be sort of the invisible hand moving the market around and, and quality assuring uh, the experiences. 
Um, however hard the government tries uh, to build experiences, it will not be as good as the people who have been building experiences for the past 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, for many different considerations, the talent is not attracted as much to building technology for governments as much as it is uh, to build in the private sector. Incentive schemes, there's a lot of know-how that has been built in the private sector that will be hard to mobilize to government. Uh, so I, I do think that a lot of governments have done a good job at adopting technology, but yeah. not necessarily building technology in, yeah. in, in, uh, during the pandemic. And I think that should remain the case. The government should always uh, stay in the backside of, of things and allow the private sector to competi be competitive over providing better experiences mm -hmm. to citizens. Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask you about, um, since you're a, a, a new organization, you're, you're a startup, right? You're, you're building something new, uh, powering the future. Talent, should younger generations, talent, people who are looking for careers, should they pursue creating a startup, being part of a startup, right? Yeah. Uh, and is there opportunity for technology to create more jobs? Obviously, so, so, so I, I think it's a, it's a three-part question. Should the younger people pursue creation? Uh, definitely. I mean, job lines are only getting longer and uh, most jobs are getting either replaced or enhanced by uh, technology. So if if you were adopting the mentality of 100 or 150 years ago, I'm going to graduate and go look for a job, the pool of competition is expanding significantly every year. Uh, is technology going to help people? Uh, a lot of people have the fear that technology is going to take their jobs. But uh, what technology simply is going to do is elevate the job standard. You are no more going to be a postman. You are going to be somebody who controls an AI algorithm that delivers the post. Uh, so it's just about talent elevation. Um, there is going to be a lot more skilled people who are controlling technologies that are doing skilled things because technology on its own does not really operate. Mm -hmm. And that's where what you said becomes very important. The only place to learn how to... Uh, harness the, those technologies is by joining startups that are yeah. either building those yeah. things or working around those new technologies. Absolutely. Well, it's been a thrill speaking with you on uh, at here at the World Government Summit in Dubai. Uh, we're excited for your your solution uh, to come out and, and change how government services are delivered, how governments work, and we wish you all the best. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been me. a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Me. And that's the end of this episode, friends. Please share it with your uh, colleagues, peers, uh, and anybody that you know. This is where government experience lives, and this is the GX series. Thank you.